Are you okay? I think sometimes we have to ask ourselves that question. If you look at, I, I want to share some statistics with you. Um, because I think the question we have to start asking ourselves is, what difference does Jesus make? And am I okay with the way the world is going right now? There's some really scary statistics out there. So what I do is I'm a, I'm a college chaplain, right? So I work on a college campus. And one thing we just, we just found out, there's a, a study that came out. So anybody who is a part of the Gen Z generation, so Gen Z is anybody 25 and under, and they're the most depressed and anxious generation to ever exist. Also becoming the most atheistic and anti-God at the same time. Are you okay with that? In this past year, CNN just released a study, and that particular study said that opioid, opioid overdoses and deaths associated with that went up 30% in the past year. Are you okay? We also saw that nicotine sales actually went up for the first time in, a, in, in the last year because people are, are stressed, people are anxious. And some of us, in this past year and a half of the pandemic, we've taken this time to like reevaluate our lives and we said, I need, this is time to change because I'm not okay. And some of us have made changes. But for some of us, we started to isolate ourselves and falling into separate camps. And what has started to happen is it's become us versus them, us versus them. And we've forgotten that we're all made in the image and likeness of God. We're all human here, right? And what I believe is what the Lord wants to do for a lot of us tonight. He wants to come into your mess. Some of us here are addicted to something. It's almost like, what are you not addicted to? It's either social media or some inappropriate things. Another statistic that's come out recently that always breaks my heart is that the average age of death via alcoholism is 35 in the United States right now. Like, clearly, the more we push God away, the more of a mess we're making. And we look at what happened in our gospel today. It says Jesus was born into a mess, also known as a manger, right? So that means if your life is a mess, or maybe somebody who you know you love, their life is a mess, you are at the right place. It is a good thing that you are here. And Jesus is born into a manger, and a manger is, comes from the Latin manjare, which means feeding trough, right? So Jesus wants to feed us, first of all, with the light, with the truth, and that he became one of us. That no matter what your mess might be, there's nothing in that that he cannot redeem. Nothing is outside of his realm. And what, for some of us, what he's asking to do, he wants to come into your mess, and he wants to make that mess into a message. This message, this saving gospel, is meant to save you from whatever current, gross, nasty problems, things you do in the dark that you don't want to tell anyone, that whole place. He wants to come to that, and he wants to redeem it. That's what he's done with me. I'm sure, Deacon, you could speak the same. The Lord comes into our messes, and he makes them into a message. And for those of you who know what I'm talking about, he wants in, and he wants you to become a messenger. Because people need to know who Jesus is and what difference he makes. Father Michael and I did not become priests because we had nothing better to do, right? It's because he came into our mess. He came into our lives, and he changed that into a message, and now he says, you must go tell other people. 
But it's got to come with some sense of cost, right? If it costs him his whole life, if you look at the cross, if it costs him his whole life, then it's got to cost us everything too, or at least eventually. And if Jesus is just another guy, if he's just like Muhammad or Buddha or what have you, then what we do here on Christmas doesn't really make sense. But the beautiful thing is, what you and I are called to do every single Mass is take our mess, and we're, we're called to place it on the altar and to say, Jesus, you take care of it. Jesus, you take care of it. So when we're at Mass, one of the most beautiful things that we do is that you, you are called to make a sacrifice. You're called to offer yourself. You're called to offer prayers for your loved ones, those whose lives are messes. You know, that's what we're called to do at every single Mass, and that's represented by bread and wine, things that have been sacrificed. Bread was grain sacrificed into now bread, right? The grain was sacrificed, and then grapes were sacrificed into wine. And that represents your sacrifice, and for the priest, it's water. And what what happens there is the two two become one, and and they're never separated. And that's what God wants for you and I. He wants to be one with you. Even in your mess. Your mess doesn't repulse him, hence why he comes to us every single mass. And what happens is nothing becomes something, and that's what we call the incarnation. God takes on our flesh so we can relate to him. There's nothing that he cannot relate to. And Christmas happens on this altar every single mass. When our bishop told me that, it just like, kind of blew my mind because when I grew up, I don't know about you, but the idea when people said Jesus is the only begotten son, for some reason that didn't compete to me that God became a person, the second person of Trinity. That didn't, that didn't compute with me. So when I started to really think about Mary and started thinking about what actually was happening at every single Mass, it just blew my mind. And my life has been a mess. I'm not going to go into details. You can look through my homily some other day on, online. And you can hear that, but who are we that Jesus wants to come into our mess? He places himself in my hands, the priests, and in your hands or on your tongue, right? And he, he wants to make that mess into a message. And for those of you who he's on that process or you're in that process, have you become a messenger yet? And I just want to walk through with you just a simple way of learning how to be a messenger, which is also being called giving a witness. Because I, I guarantee the Father's heart is breaking in heaven, knowing that his heart is breaking in heaven, knowing that his son Jesus is the answer to all of our problems. And some of us aren't sharing that with other people. So a simple way that you and I can share this message with other people is we have to, you have to ask yourself, what was your life like before you had a clue who Jesus was, right? Before you maybe met him, you realize he's present in the Eucharist, or he really forgives you in the sacrament of confession, or you realize other people are there to love you through your messes, right? What was your life like before Jesus? Or maybe you're not even there yet, right? And then we should be able to tell people what we've been through. And we don't have to go through all the gory details because what, when we go through gory details of our sin, it just glorifies our sin. But then the thing is, when you encounter Jesus, what has your life been like since? 
I can remember when I felt called to be a priest, you know, and I realized Jesus present in the Eucharist. I just felt so much love radiating from that host on that altar, in that priest's hands. I just, I just couldn't imagine how God would become so small for me. And I, I go back to that every single day, and that's what you and I have to do. We have to know what is our why, right? Why are we here? Why do we sacrifice time to be here? And then when we tell people what difference Jesus makes, then we have to tell them, what has your life been like since your encounter with the living person of Jesus Christ? And then there's always an invitation. So it's my life before, it's my encounter, what's my life been like since, and what's your invitation? For a lot of us, we have to open the word of God a lot of us say, I pray, but I don't know what he sounds like. Well, we have the scriptures, and that's how we know what Jesus sounds like. And as Jesus enters into history in our gospel today, he wants to enter into your history, or maybe what we call your mess, right? And he wants to redeem it. But a lot of us, we have to be like the Blessed Virgin Mary. God needs your permission because he loves you, and love never forces itself upon anyone or anything. Love always respects your free will. So Mary, when she gave God her yes, he began to take on flesh in her. And I guarantee you, the rest of her life, she talked about that moment, that encounter, and she lived from that moment. And what did the angel Gabriel say to her? Do not be afraid. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And Mary never doubted God's grace. And that's what she teaches. We don't need to doubt God's grace. Because she didn't say, well, how, is, how am I going to give witness to what Jesus has done for me? No, she went and served right away. Because she knew that God would always provide. Just as God's going to provide his son's body and blood on this altar for you to help you in your mess. And then we become like messengers. We're called to leave here and tell other people about Jesus, the living person of Jesus. Because again, as I said, you know, Father Michael and I, we didn't give up our lives. We had nothing better to do. We believe this is true. And we believe that Jesus is the answer to all those negative numbers that need to go down so people's faith and hope and joy can go up. But we need to be like Mary. Every single day, we should be asking for her help to give more and more of our yes over to her son, Jesus. And those numbers, the answer to those numbers going down, I'm looking at the, at the, at the solution. It's the body of Christ. And Jesus will never give you more than you can handle. Scripture attests to that. It's just the fact that we think we have to rely upon our own merit. Well, if there's no way I could do it. And the Lord's like, I know you can't do it. <laughs> That's why I'm here. That's why I have the Holy Spirit. That's why I have the angels and the saints to help you. So the beautiful thing is, again, that Christmas happens at every single Mass. And now what you're called to do, and I, my goal is that every single Mass you begin to start doing this, you take your Mass and you bring other people's messes with you to Mass. And you're placing them on the altar. And you're literally saying, Lord, please bless the hell out of this. 
And you're saying, Lord, if you can change, if that's really true, if you can change that bread into your body and that wine into your blood, your problems are nothing for him. But you have to let go of whatever you're holding on to. And are you okay with what our world is holding on to? Depression, anxiety, loneliness, isolation, alcoholism, addictions, right? That means we have to let go and let God. And I can only say from my own personal experience is that it is so worth it. I love being a priest. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. But is it easy? Absolutely not. But walk, walking around on campus, when I see people with their, their heads down and their, fo- and their phones out and their earbuds in, it's almost like we're willing our own depression. And that, like, breaks my heart. Because there's so much hope out there for people. There's so much joy out there for people. There's so much freedom out there for us. And that's what the shepherds went to go s- spread that news wherever they went. And the first place that we have to go spread the good news is in our families. And that is like super hard because they know us, right? They know what we've done. They know kind of who we are. But I was just with my sister this past week and I just want to end, end with this story. My sister works in interior design in Plymouth. And as I, I, was, as I was with her, I was with my dad and we went to go visit her and, and I'm kind of witnessing in front of her coworkers and she has said, we never expected that one to become a priest. No way, right? <laughs> so that means the Lord can indeed do the impossible. Because the Lord came into my mess. And now it's a message that I share with people. And now I'm his messenger. And the beautiful thing is, you don't need to be a priest. You don't need a theology degree. You don't need to be a deacon or a religious sister. You just need to be, give, be willing to give your Yes. And think of what could your life like, look like in five years if you start to do that. And if you don't change, what will your life look like in five years? What we pray for at every single Mass is we pray for change to happen. We're here because we're not okay. <laughs> so it's a good thing you're here. And the, the joy of Christmas is that God became one of us because he wanted to enter into our suffering and redeem it through his cross. And because he rose from the dead, that means you and I don't need to fear death. We only need to fear not giving him enough of our yes. So whatever you're holding on to, we're called to do is is place it on this altar. And that might be really scary for you because maybe you are embarrassed or maybe you have shame. And again, the Lord is not afraid of your shame. He's not disgusted by it. He's actually attracted to it because that's what he wants to redeem. He wants to help you. That's what we said in our Alleluia verse. He is a savior. He comes to save us because clearly we're in need of it with the numbers I gave you earlier. So we do right now as we pause. We give thanks and praise to God that he is willing to come into our mess And he's willing to redeem it on this altar so that when we receive his body and blood, like we should say, when we say Merry Christmas, it should drop our jaws that he loves us that much, even in our brokenness, that he comes to us primarily because he loves you, 
and primarily because he wants other people to know of this life-changing love. So we're just going to ask for Mary's help because clearly she knows how to do it the best. I've had, this is my third Mass today, and each parish was named St. Mary's, St. Mary's, St. Mary's. Are you okay? Are you okay with the way the world is going? Are you okay with your interior life? Are you okay okay with your mess and kind of the mess we're making? Mary can help us. And I pray that you can ask for her to help her give, like help you give a greater yes each day so we can change these numbers. So maybe five years from now I can come back and you can tell me what difference it makes. That's the one thing we have to work on is patience. And I like, I like to always call Mary Our Lady of Patience. Because she had to wait nine months in her womb. She had to wait 30 years for her son to start his public ministry. And she had to wait at the agony at the cross as he was crucified for your sins and my sins. And she had to wait three long days for him to be resurrected. And then wait even for 50 more days for the Holy Spirit to come to provide the grace so this church could help those who are in suffering. So you please join me in praying one Hail Mary as we pray to let go of whatever we're holding on to and place it on this altar and ask for her help with whatever mess you're going through so that her son can redeem you and redeem those around you as we all pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you and your families this Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.